As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Wheel of Time Spoilers Podcast. Your hosts are Seth Jacobson and Patrick Heiler. Patrick, why don't you go ahead and do what you do and... Chapter 41, Disagreements. And our symbol is... Chad Logoth Dagger? Matt's Dagger. The ruby-hilted dagger. Fane's Dagger? Would be a way to put it. Thunder rumbled across the slate-dark afternoon sky. Rand pulled the hood of his cloak further up, hoping to keep at least some of the cold rain off. Red stepped through muddy puddles doggedly. The hood hung sodden around Rand's head, as the rest of the cloak did around his shoulders, and his fine black coat was just as wet and as cold. The temperature would not have far to drop before snow or sleet came down instead of rain. Snow would fall soon, though. The people in the village they had passed through said two snows had already come this year. Shivering, Rand almost wished it was snowing. Then, at least, he would not be soaked to the skin. The column plodded along, keeping a wary eye on the rolling country. So this is Ran, the Shinarans, Varen, Matt Perrin, heading toward Falm. This, so these, this is the group that has gone through the Portal Stone, and now they're two days, three days after the Portal Stone, yeah. uh, on a short journey from the Portal Stone to Falma. Is it Falma? Two syllables or one? Should we just split the difference? And Seth says Falma, I say Falm. <laughs> <laughs> then we're fifty percent correct at all times. Everyone's saying two, pretty much. Falma, yeah, chat. I'll go with that. I I always read it um, in my head as flame. Flame? Yeah. When I, when I'm reading to myself before I heard the audiobooks, I just read flame. I just uh, dix, dyslexic the. Uh, Fair enough. That's word. only two letters different. Yeah. I always thought the town was called the flame the flame of toman head and i always thought it was the tear of the stone the stone of the tear <laughs> loyal kept checking his saddlebags he did not seem to mind getting wet himself but he worried continually about his books 
And I noticed the weather is sort of giving us a check on when exactly things are happening. So in time of year. In the time of year. So snow is falling soon. So this is like the very end of autumn. All of this these chapters are taking place over autumn. Egwene's training, Rand's portal stone, this traveling. But where you are, whether you're early autumn or late autumn, he sort of tells you with the weather at the beginning of each of these chapters. So hmm. pay attention to that if you want to get a clue as to the chronology of what's happening when. I never really noticed that before. Can't you do something about this, Rand demanded of Varen? <laughs> and I, I think part of the reason he wants her to do something is because he thinks that he could, and he doesn't want that temptation. Yeah, he has that thought a little bit. Turn the skies to sunlight, or ride the storm as it raged. Whip it to fury and scour Toman head clean from the... From the sea to the plain, Baron gives a start. What? Oh, I suppose, a little. I couldn't stop a storm this big, not by myself. It covers too much area, but I could lessen it some. Matt asks, why don't you? Mm-hmm. And Baron answers, basically, because... <laughs> it's a big signal fire, basically. Yeah. But you'd think Moraine says stuff like that often enough, especially when they're being hunted by the Murdral, that using the one power gives off a signal. The boys are not fast learners. And Varen mentions the Damani. Damani? Yes. It sounds so much like Domani that people of Eridoman are called Domani. Right. Domani. Damani. That's going to be confusing. Whatever. <laughs> I think we're just going to say Domani and the people of Eridoman. Fair. I think let's, let's sort of... Because for the most part, the... The people of Eridoman don't come up that often. And then... Captain Doman, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we'll always throw Captain or Bale Doman before that one. I noted that women who should have been born Aes Sedai were instead leashed like animals, frightened the villagers even more than the strange creatures the Shan Chan commanded. So we're seeing some of the after effects of Shan Chan pacifying some of these villages pacifying is such a nice word Mm. (laughs) it's nice plus it's like putting a blanket over it and smothering it to death pacifying a bit like that the people of these villages had buried their dead but they feared to clean away the large charred patch in the village square none of them would say what had happened there but Hearn had vomited as soon as they entered the village and he would not go near the blackened ground I was wondering as I read that, what happened there? I mean, obviously terrible violence. Did they round up all the resistors and just torch them to death? I assume with Channeler, with the Damani, ah. that they well, yeah. round, round them up and either the soldiers killed them and then the bodies were burned or they were just burned alive. A real life wicker man. Because I, I do think that with Huron vomiting as soon as he smells that burn spot, that's most likely people being burned alive. Um, I'm nodding. And we know that this isn't Trollocs or Sean Chan. Or sorry, this isn't Trollocs or Fane because Huron would smell them. Yeah. It occurred to me, though, the White Cloaks or the Questioners are here, too. But they don't think burned anyone alive. No, I, I, there doesn't seem to be any indication that this is the White Cloaks. It seems to be the Sean Chan with the monsters and the, the channeling. I did notice a radio was asking about that quote you read where Rand was saying a small voice in the back of his head told him he could do it himself. Turn the skies to sunlight, ride the storm. That was back a page. Mm-hmm. Could that be early LTT in his head? A small voice. It certainly could be. 
I think Jordan is masterful because he he does this a lot where there's a little voice in the back of Rand's head that very much could be his own voice because we all hear our own voice in our head. And then slowly that changes into the voice of a madman. Yeah. And it's hard to tell when it becomes, goes from the voice in his own head to a madman in his head. Yeah, we've talked about this a little before. The madness creeps and it's very difficult to tell when it actually begins. This could be it already. I would like to think so. I do too. Because we've seen him take in a fair amount of taint a couple of times where he's tried to embrace the source and just covered himself in the taint. Yeah. So I would like to think that it's starting to affect him. And I also think that that little voice in his head that becomes more and more mad, you know, I mean, that is him going mad. It's not just the voice coming through. Nodding some more. Also possibly spurred by the trauma of recently going through the portal stones. Hmm. I noticed that Ran notes there's been fighting on Amoth Plain between Terraboners and Domani, it was said, which we know has probably has to do with the White Cloaks and their false flag operation. They're definitely spurring it on because they've been attacking across the borders dressed in different colored cloaks for, I guess, these last three months. Yeah. That's a good catch. I didn't see that. Even a war was easier to face than what the Shanshan had done or what they might do. Why did Fane bring the horn here? Perrin muttered. The question had been asked by each of them at one time or another, and no one had an answer. There's a war and the Shanshan and their monsters, so why here? I like Ingtar's answer here a lot. There are always men who see chances for their own advantage in the confusion of war. Fane is one like that. He certainly is one like that. That's accurate. Especially if you consider what he did as Mordeth and how he brought that forward into the present. How he's, he's trying to do that with Turok, essentially. The father of lies never lays simple plans, Farron said. It may be that he wants Fane to bring the horn here for some reason known only in Shale Ghoul. And again, I think Ingtar is more correct there when he says Fane wants to steal it for his own profits. Then they come across another empty village, or yeah. a totally empty village, I should say. Matt expresses the prejudice that once, if they're channelers, they're Aes Sedai. But that's I, not, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, but it is just a, it's a, an, a prejudice of the common. Matt often points out the prejudices of the common people and the fact that they are ignorant of various things, such as. Yeah. The fact that anyone who can channel their Aes Sedai and the White Cloaks make that mistake as well. This is where Ingtar asks her and if he smells anything in the empty village. And it appears to be an empty village. They eventually find that it is totally empty. And Heron says, it wasn't Fane or the Trollocs. Is this another Shanshan attacked village? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's all been my assumption is because we would know if it was a Fane or Trollocs, right? Huron would tell us that. And while it could be White Cloaks, it does seem more likely to me to be Sean Chan. There's so much conflict happening in this area right now, it's hard to tell what's what. Whoever did that left a stench, though, Heron says. He pointed to the wreckage that had been houses. Ingtar has the village searched, and Uno comes back with nothing. Question. The... In the creek has a creaking sign above its door with a woman juggling stars. Yeah. Any idea what that could represent? I wonder that too. No, I'm not sure. I thought about it, you know, possibly a channeler just or an illuminator. 
I like that idea. I like that idea too. Illuminator works really well. But it could be like what an old myth or legend or something. The Illuminator's Tavern. You know, it, it is interesting to me that there is no real creation myth in the Wheel of Time. No, because it's like a fact. Yeah. That I mean, I guess the creation myth is that the creator is a gardener that made his worlds and then left. Right. And somehow like he created the prison around the dark one and the dark one has always been there, but there is no beginning, you know? So there is no creation myth. I like that Aradia. The creator existing is the creation myth. Right. But you know, most other religions I've seen have some sort of, there was nothing and then there was something and, then the something split off into something else and yeah. there's conflict and that created the earth and the heavens and all of that. But it really does seem to be just that like but that doesn't exist in this no. universe. There's no real religion. Even the white cloaks aren't really a religion, which I always liked about this series. Yeah. It just sort of exists on two opposing forces, whether that's Sidene and Sidar, the dark one and the creator. Mm hmm. Male, female, opposition and balance really seems to be uh, the theme. We will never find the Horn of Valir this way, Ingtar said. Three days since we, since we arrived here, he shuddered and scrubbed a hand through his hair, and Rand wondered what the Shinaran had seen in his other lives. I liked that that was in there. Of course, we don't know and we'll never find out, but... It's nice to see the characters being affected by their experience. Yeah. And we know basically what's happening in Ingtar's head now. He wants to walk in, in, in he wants to walk in the light. Or at least he's seen that walking in the dark ain't gonna do him any good. In yeah. all his alternative lives. Or anyone. Yeah. In, but Ingtar continues to doubt that Fane is anywhere nearby. But Varen knows that he's there, and Rand believes it too. Well, yeah, I mean, Rand has the proof of the message. And Varen has at least some of it. And she saw the prophecy. Yeah. And I think she may, you know, Varen, I bet, has more information than she's letting on. The prophecy written in blood in the Shinaran dungeon. Mm-hmm. I also appreciated that Varen um, tells Ingtar that the local villagers might be right, and this might be Arthur Hawkwing's army returned. It's kind of funny that everybody doubts it. It's like, well, yeah, a thousand years ago, a bunch of armies left. Like, why would it not make sense that they could come back? They just believe that there's too much distance between them and the next continent. And no Ramlanders or many don't believe that it's possible to get there. Right? Nobody, nobody that goes there returns or nobody that tries to get there returns. And I bet a lot of people die just from the distance, but of those that make it, then you encounter Sean Chan, and that never goes well. Yeah. But it would make sense that, like, if if most people who venture across the sea die, you would assume that all Arthur Hawkwings just sailed across the sea and just died. Also died. Yeah. Or will never return, just right. like every, everyone else. And, you know, we're very bad at long-term planning. Things that last longer than our lifetimes are really hard to figure out. Sure. So they stop in the little inn, the woman juggling stars inn. The Illuminator inn? <laughs> sure. And, um, I'm calling it that, all right? I'm sticking with it. 
therein makes fires in the fireplaces. I imagined that there is no firewood. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. But, uh, it doesn't specifically say that, but... I imagine she starts the fire. Sure. Rand reveals some information he has about Fane's threat to the two rivers. But not where he got it from. No. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of notes on this section. Me neither. It's a lot of them standing around talking in this inn and in this abandoned inn and sort of deciding what they're going to do from here. And they're going over a lot of things that we've discussed already. You know, the fact that Huron can smell Fane because he's different than anything else. The fact that Ingtar is desperate to find the horn oh, and right. wants to break up the group essentially to cast a wider search net. The fact that Loyal thinks Rand's Deviren. And I will fall I will go wherever you go, Rand, Loyal said. So they basically find what clothes they can and change because they want these folks to swing around and scout. Ingtar says I, he means to dress her in and some of his soldiers in local clothing so that they can blend in. Mm-hmm. Next interesting thing I have is Rand saying there isn't much time. He said, I feel something pulling me to Falma, and there isn't much time. He saw Varen watching him and added harshly, not that. It's Fane I have to find. It has nothing to do with that. And I think, assume he's referring to the last battle. I assume he's talking about going insane. Oh. He says, I don't have much time. She Otherwise. she looks at him and says, oh, he's... Time until holding. the end of everything. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. And Rand wanders through the inn, finds a bed for the night. And then I have a bunch to read here because he's visited by Ishmael. Yeah. This is a cool little scene. The only thing I had is that he thinks of using the dragon banner as a blanket. Yeah. Interesting. I I think that's just a great image of Rand curled up on a bed with the dragon banner draped over him asleep. Someone do that fan art. Please. Rain drummed on the roof and thunder growled overhead. And now and again, a lightning flash lit the windows. Shivering. He rolled this way and that on the mattress, seeking some comfortable way to lie, wondering if the banner would not do for a blanket after all, wondering if he should ride on to Volma. He rolled to his other side, and Belzaman was standing beside the chair with a pure white length of dragon's banner in his hands. The room seemed darker there, as if Belzaman stood on the edge of a cloud of oily black smoke. Nearly healed burns crisscrossed his face, and as Rand looked, his pitch-dark eyes vanished for an instant, replaced by endless caverns of fire. Rand's saddlebags lay by his feet, buckles undone, flap thrown back where the banner had been hidden. The time comes closer, loose Theron. A thousand threads draw tight, and soon you will be tied and trapped, set to a course you cannot change. Madness, death. Before you die, will you once more kill everything you love? Rand denies that he's the dragon at all. The darkness behind Belzamon roiled, and furnaces roared as Belzamon laughed. You honor me and belittle yourself. I know you too well. All right. So there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk about in there. Sure. And then we can keep going. First of all, the room seemed darker there as if Baalzaman stood on the edge of a cloud of oily black smoke. I think he has a gateway open to a dream shard. Hmm. Do you think they're in a dream shard? No, I think this is real. Because in a second here, when Rand tries to hurl the power, making air quotes, hurl the power at Baalzaman, he... Ishmael actually reacts. He like takes a step back and he's like, what the hell are you doing? You know? Well, that would, that would be true in the world of dreams as well. I suppose it could be. 
But why make a dream shard of the place where Rand is sleeping? I think that he's just appeared there. Probably a true power gateway of some kind. I think it is in the world of dreams, mostly because Beazamon never actually pulls the saddle, the dragon banner out of the saddle bag. When Rand wakes up the next morning, it's back in there. It's back in there. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's, that's a good catch, man. And so having pulled it out, you know, we have to be in the dream world because otherwise it wouldn't be back in there in the morning. It would still be out. So I think he's pulled him into a dream shard just as a replica of his bedroom so that he can basically look through his stuff. Kind of in the same way that the girls go up to Elida's keep so they can look through her box of notes. Baal is basically, I'm not even sure this, I think this might be actual Teleron Riyadh and not a dream shard. Could be. Oh, I like that image of like taking the dream shard and like bumping it up against Rand's dream. So they merge like two bubbles and that smoky interface is sort of the, the place where they're touching. That's cool. And you know, I used to like blow two bubbles and they like pop together and there's that flat spot in between them. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I think of. And that's the gateway. And on one side of that is this smoky darkness that is Baalzaman's dream shard. And on the other side of that is Rand's dream and his bedroom. It would make sense that this is Teleran Riyadh or a dream shard made by Ishmael. Because like I was saying in a second here, when Rand tries to hurl the power at Ishmael, it looks like Ishmael holds the banner up and it just stops the, the torrent of power. That makes sense if it was... Which makes no sense. But if it was Teleron Riyadh, he could just... Believe that yeah. it's possible. <laughs> exactly. You know? I wanted to talk about this quote. You honor me and belittle yourself. When he says, I'm not the dragon and you're the father of lies. Exactly. So, you honor me by saying I'm the father of lies, which is his way of saying, I'm not the dark one. I'm just Ishmael. Yeah. And you belittle yourself by saying you're not the dragon when you actually are. Um, the next thing I have is just Ishmael's rant here. Nothing really to talk about, just... Yeah, it's more the the typical kind of offers that he gives to Rand, where he says, you know, you're going to go insane soon, and I'm the only one that can stop that, and I'm the only one that can teach you how to channel, and do, do you want to die and kill everyone around you first, or... And this time we're going to win, we're going to break the wheel, It's it's just like raw, dark side join us or die type speech. I don't see a whole lot of actual information here. I have this next part. Rand hardly realized that he was on his feet. The void surrounded him. Sidine was there, and the one power flowed into him. That fact almost cracked the emptiness. Was this real? Was it a dream? Could he channel in a dream? But the torrent rushing into him swept away his doubts. That's interesting that he asked the question that we were just asking. It's a dream, and yes, you can channel in a dream. Right. (laughs) He hurled it at Belzaman, hurled the pure one power, the force that turned the wheel of time, a force that could make seas burn and eat mountains. Now, this is something I wanted to talk about a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we see Rand do it a few times, where he hurls the pure one power, not balefire, not a weave, just the pure one power. Yeah. And that's something that he does... I think because he has a- he um, had access to it at the Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. That this makes takes sense. me back to 
why was the eye of the world created for the greatest need the world has ever known? Hmm. What was the greatest need the world has ever known? Rand needs to learn how to channel the true one power so that he can channel the pattern in the last battle. Channel the pattern? Or just, you know how he like weaves the pattern Mm -hmm. to create alternate worlds when he's fighting about the dark one. Right. And how that then comes back to let him light the pipe. Yeah. So I'm thinking that somehow the lighting the pipe is related to the eye of the world, which is related to him channeling pure one power rather than weaving it, weaving up one of the aspects of the one power, right? Cause you've got fire, air, wind, water, spirit. He's not weaving any of those. He's using just the power itself. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a stretch. Just a theory. Weaving the pattern itself. I mean, so if Sidene is part of the force that turns the wheel, which weaves the pattern. Right. Is is not weaving Sidene weaving the pattern? If, you, if you're weaving true, is pure a, one power. Is a weave of the power a weave of reality? Like the life of a person? Is it the same? <laughs> <laughs> I dig it, though. I'd like to think that there's some connection there. Because he, that... It is. Do we see anyone else do that? Just throw raw sidine. That was what he appears to be doing. I feel like with everyone else, there is like even when Ineve is fighting like Mogedian, I feel like there's stuff like that. But she's forming like a shield of spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a particular type of power that she's using. There's not just Sidar. So keep an eye out. If anyone can find the space where another channeler is using pure one power, I'd like to see it. Yeah, I think it may only be Rand. Oh, but here's the part I was talking about earlier. Belzaman took half a step back, holding the banner clutched before him. Flames leapt in his wide eyes and his mouth, and the darkness seemed to cloak him in shadow. In the shadow. The power sank into that black mist and vanished, soaked up like water on parched sand. Right, which makes no sense. That, to me, is true power versus one power. Rand is throwing pure one power. Baalzaman is countering with pure true power. Yeah. So he's basically using the essence of the Dark One to soak up the essence of creation and wipe it out. Baalzaman yells at Rand, tells him you'll destroy yourself. Because basically... He's channeling too much. He's pulling in more than he can hold. Yeah. Um, So he's, he's in danger of burning himself out or killing himself. And so he sort of thinks of the dagger and helping Matt and pulls himself back from the edge. He nearly basically suicides there. Probably another stretch moment. Aguin's doing the same thing right now. Oh, yeah. They're both leveling up very quickly. Well, he continually pushes himself to the edge of what he can do. And by pushing himself to the edge, you know, it's possible that he's pushing himself just a little bit further really fast. I mean, that's essentially what we see Taim doing to the Ashaman in the Black Tower is just pushing them as fast as they and hard as he can. There is your banner, Kinslayer. Much good it will do you. A thousand strings lo- laid over a thousand years have drawn you here. Ten thousand wo- woven throughout the ages tie you like a sheep for slaughter. The wheel itself holds you prisoner to your fate age after age, but I can set you free. I like the way he put it because pretty much everything he's just everything he said is true. Everything Ishmael says here. Rand is kind of a slave. 
really, he is the only person who can teach Rand how to channel. Mm -hmm. He says that here. He says he's the only person who can stop the madness. It's also more or less oh, true. More or less true. Although, of course, all of that's Rand figures out a way around all those things. Yeah. Serve me again, lose Theron, or be destroyed forever. Ishmael says, you have served me before. I he, I think he's just crazy and lying. I really do think it's lies. Yeah, I mean, he also, he says also, I alone can stop the madness, which also is not technically true. Only the Dark One can stop the madness. Uh, and this is where he gets, confuses himself with the Dark One sometimes. Hmm. It's hard to know what's lies, unconscious lies. Insanity. In, insanity, yeah. All that together sort of forms this. And, and a little bit of just truth from him being around for thousands of years. So yeah. all that mixes together uh, into Ishmael. Uh, but basically, be very careful about taking him at his word, especially where it comes to what Lewis Theron has done in his current or previous lives. Serve me again, Luz Theron, or be destroyed forever. My name, ran forced between chattering teeth, is Randall Thor. His shivering forced him to squeeze his eyes shut, and when he opened them again, he was alone. Belzaman was gone. The shadow was gone. His saddlebag stood against the chair with the buckles done up, and one side bulging with the bulk of the dragon's banner, just as he had left it. But on the chair back, tendrils of smoke still rose from the charred impressions of fingers. So I think that the charring on the chair happened because of all the power that ran through it. Ishmael, Ishmael was just like still smoking hot from like just the blowback of all that power. And when he rested his fingers on the chair, it just sort of like burned the wood a little bit. I like that. I mean, just, right. does that imply that he was there in the room? Well, that's always the funny thing with dream shards and dreams and... That's really hard it's to tell. Not supposed, you're not supposed to be able to affect the real world in Teleron Riyadh. Right. Which is why the banner's back in the saddlebags. But the, the chair is morning. burnt. But the chair is burnt. Unless he's still in the dream. No. No. He, oftentimes he wakes up the next morning and there's one thing like uh, that has changed. One thing that Ishmael has like burned into the wood. And I assume it's just because he's a bit of a dreamwalker and possibly he's able to affect the real world just a little bit, maybe by, you know, in the same way that Perrin's able to jump between the real world and Teleron Riyadh, mm -hmm. maybe some part of Ishmael as a dreamwalker is able to project into the real world or pull some part of the real world into Teleron Riyadh. That I think is more likely is that he's taking a part of Teleron, oh, taking a part of the real world and pulling it into Teleron Riyadh in a dream shard and then affecting it. Yeah. Hmm. Hard to say. I mean, we do know that Ishmael is uh, a male dreamwalker. Yeah, he is a great dreamwalker also. And so that's, and he spends, it seems like he spends almost all his time in either a dream shard or Teleron Riyadh in, in the flesh. Yeah. Part of me wonders how much of that kind of confusion is intentional on RJ's part so that you don't really know. You can't really be sure what just happened. And I mean, Intentional on RJ's part, but, you know, maybe intentional on, on Ishmael's part just to be, a, you know, a confusing, insane experience every time Rand has to come into contact with him. I mean, I think he definitely has been practicing on all of his dark friends for thousands of years <laughs> and making yeah, them really confused point. and frightened of him. And I think he's very good at confusing your senses and make, making you unsure what's just happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Dream Shard really is the answer to a lot of the Eye of the World-isms that happened between Rand and Ishmael. If you have just, like, Ishmael able to pull a little bit of the real world into Teleron Riyadh or into a Dream Shard and affect it, or pull Rand into it. So, all right, my strategy for seasoning a cast iron pan. Uh, if it's a used cast iron pan, first you want to attack it with, like, I like Barkeep's Friend. Just basically take off any of the rust and the grit and the grime and get it as close to the raw steel as you can. If you have steel wool, that works really well. And then turn your oven on to 450 degrees. Coat your pan in a very thin layer of oil. Bacon grease works really well. Linseed, not linseed oil. What's the edible version of linseed oil? Flax, thank you. Flax works really well. And so you just coat it in flax, rub it off with a paper towel so there's only a thin layer, and then basically put it in the oven until it burns off. Do that two or three or six times, depending on how much time you have, and you're going to get a glass uh, sheet of seasoning on your cast iron pan then you can scrub it in the sink use soap on it whatever works great it, it's the most it's the best way to get a super even coat across your entire pan with an even thickness across the whole thing and what you want to do is a bunch of really thin layers that are baked on top of each other rather than trying to do it in one thick layer of grease because then you'll just get sticky grease but the whole polymerization technique where the, the oil binds and chains and forms big, long polymers and becomes a whole slick surface. It's really cool. I like the, uh, the science behind it. Anyway, if you can tell, I'm passionate about my cast iron. <laughs> he is. Patrick is totally zoned out. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> He's like shrugging like, well, yeah, I was reading. <laughs> That's a solid three minutes on cast iron. <laughs> Welcome to Cooking with Spoilers. We'll be your hosts. Hi, I'm Seth Jacobson. I'll be helping you with your cast iron. I'm Patrick Heiler. I'll be quietly listening. <laughs> Patrick, once your cast iron seasoned, how do you cook your eggs? Sunny. That was a short answer. I was expecting more. Listen with purpose. Yeah, the twelve the twelve inch cast iron skillet just stays on the stove twenty four seven. It's the only thing that's out. Also, because it's heavy, so it's hard to put away. Uh, see, now I would not be pissed if someone dishwashed my cast iron because I have found dish a good seasoned cast iron pan has no problem going through the dishwasher. If a bunch of that black gunk comes off when it goes to the dishwasher, that's just burned on gunk that should have been scrubbed off a long time ago. Yeah, salt rubbing a rinse is the best way to go go about it. But soap works fine. You know, I gotta wonder what kind of heat conductor uh, Quendiar would be. I have a feeling that it doesn't conduct heat in the slightest. Like, you could put it on a hot burner, and then, like, it would be cool to the touch on top. Because all the heat applied to it would just make it stronger. 
<laughs> Gwendy are mittens? I don't think that would work. <laughs> Maybe if you had uh, like chainmail Gwendy are. Hmm. But then we're then we're getting into the whole Quendi R as armor issue that we haven't really. It's basically shard plate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Quendi R in, in scientific purposes would be just mind blowing. The things we could do if we actually had the ability to make Quendi R. Oh, I can only imagine. It just breaks physics, you know. And once you break physics, it's there's all sorts of fun things you can do. Robert Jordan, he broke science. <laughs> well, it is fantasy. That's something I think we can forgive him for. Don't drink and derive either. That's a real problem for calculus teachers. Drinking and deriving. Deriving. Okay, I got it. I've been on a dad joke kick today. Yeah? I've been hitting the puns. I think it's mostly a problem for uh, astronauts. When the engineers drink and drive, they end up not missing the moon. <laughs> or hitting it. <laughs> or hitting it, yeah. <laughs> a little too fast. I mean, let's be honest. The origin of my love of puns does come from Piers Anthony and the Xanth series. I spent way too much time reading his stuff when I was little because it was really cheap at the used bookstore. You, did you read Xanth? What book? Xanth series? No. It was a whole, it was pretty silly, light fiction, very misogynistic, and the magic was based kind of around puns. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he got into this whole thing where fans would come up with puns and write them in, and he had like 20 years worth of puns to use up, and he just kept using them and using them. No, I feel like I've heard you talk about it, but I don't... Uh, is that I, with I, X? I wouldn't recommend it. No? No. Not as a, an adult. I enjoyed him quite a bit as a kid. Maybe read his first, the first three books in the Xanth series, but I'd stop there. Is Xanth pretty much Florida? Yes, Xanth <laughs> is Florida. Oh, I just Googled it. It's, it, it's the magical equivalent of Florida. It's, uh, it, Hashtag it's Florida, man. Yeah, Piers Anthony was definitely a staple. Even I like some of his old sci-fi, his old like 60s, 70s sci-fi. Really good stuff. Oh, I read a bunch of Piers Anthony when I was a kid. I barely remember anything. Thank you for listening to the Wheel of Time Spoilers podcast. Rate us in the Apple Podcast app or support us on Patreon. Is that good enough? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.